This show is presented by the 323 Network. You can catch it and more wherever you get podcasts and music and follow us on all the social medias at 323READ, 323READ. And you can support the show and help us continue to grow by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash 323READ. You can get early and exclusive releases there, merch and more for as little as $2. $2. That is patreon.com slash 323READ. R-E-I-D. All right, so the NFL draft is this Thursday, and we have no better people to welcome it in, to analyze it, than Scott Elia and Luis Martinez. So, we are going to dive into all of this, and we're going to start the way that only the 323 can, and that is with a slew of top fives. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the 323's top five. Oh, shit. Here we go again. That's right. This is the 323's top five, and we are doing a NFL draft themed couple of top fives, actually. So we're going to start here and we're going to crank out this one because I don't think that it's too hard when you do top five number one overall picks in NFL draft history. And when I'm going through the list of number one picks, it's kind of surprising uh, like how few hall of famers there are you would think with the number one pick boom 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 every year should be a hall of famer nah nah you'd be surprised and that's when we're going to get into our uh, next top five of top five worst number one overall picks but we're going to start with the best we're going to start optimistically we're going to start hopefully and hoping that this year's number one pick will end up being hall of famer so um luis do you have a top five on this one do you have uh, i i have a top five Worst Jets draft pick for you. Okay. So, so we'll I, can, I can do that one. I can do that whenever you're ready. All right. We'll save that for the next one. Right now, Scott and I will trade off these top five number one overall picks, the best ones. And Scott, we're going to start at number five. Who do you have? Uh, number five. I'm going to take uh, a guy completely out of left field because his career was very quiet, but he was consistent. You know, it was a really big anchor for some Super Bowl teams. I'm going to go with Orlando Pace. Hey, okay. That's a good one there. He's He is an underrated and out of left field one. So, and I'll, I'll be with you in a second. But number five for me, I have Terry Bradshaw. So, you know, not same thing with the name of stuff. Not great stats at all by comparison to modern quarterbacks. I think TB was uh, 212 to 210 on a touchdown-interception ratio. Like, he's kind of a Ryan Fitzpatrick level, but he still led the Steelers to four Super Bowls as the face of that team. He's still kind of an icon in face of that team. So I think that can easily get you at least to number five on there. Mm-hmm. Um Number four, Scott, who do you have? Uh, number four, I'm going to take John Elway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bronco himself. I can roll mm-hmm. with him. I can see that. I can see that. Elway didn't make my list. I personally think Elway is kind of overrated, but that's a conversation for another day. Number four for me is actually your number five. I went with Orlando Pace. There we go. Cornerstone of the greatest show on turf. One of the greatest tackles, I think, at least from, you know, number one overall picks. Number three, Scott, who do you got? OJ Simpson. Hey there. Look at that. <laughs> You're killing it. <laughs> I'm OJ. Oh. Allegedly. 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 Killing it. Yeah. If I did it. If, <laughs> if he did, this is how he would do it. This is how I did it. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue. It's uncomfortable with OJ. It's very uncomfortable, especially for Bills fans and having his number mm-hmm. like up there. Like, I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time, but you can't talk about him. <laughs> you can't. You just no, that's what's sad. Because, I mean, he led the NFL in rushing, you know, 
four of the, like the five seasons after Lou Saban went there. He had a, a 2,000 yard rushing season in the 70s. And it's just, it's wild that, you know, it, with everything that happened after that, like, <laughs> you can't really talk about him. I mean, like, of all things, you know, it's, you know, alleged murder, number one, movie career. And what was it? Police Academy movies that he was in. Yeah, and then, and no, then um, you know, football career. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Not lethal oh. Weapon. Not lethal Weapon. Was it Lethal Weapon? No. It was in the, that wasn't it. It was no, a Police naked Academy. Gun. No, it was, it was uh, an uh, airplane. Oh, naked, no, naked gun and yeah, airplane. Naked gun and airplane. airplane. Yeah. 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 See, see, that's number two. <laughs> and those then, and those Hertz commercials. Ah. Yep. Running to the airport. Three. <laughs> yeah. Twitter number four. NFL career number five. Twitter number four. <laughs> <laughs> There's an OJ and then, uh, top the five. Buffalo Bills that used to be called the Electric Company, right? Yeah, he almost got you the know that chair. one. Yeah, oh. is that the nickname for the uh, like they like, like the Redskins were the Hogs? He's hogging it. They used to turn on the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Number three for me. I also went with a running back. I went with. You know what Earl. also turns on the juice? Murder. <laughs> 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 Earl Campbell. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. He changed the Oilers forever. Beast of a human being. I mean, even old. He's kind of, you know, intimidating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not going to catch you, though. Number two, Scott, who do you got? Uh, Number two, I'm going to take the sack king himself, Bruce Smith, staying in Buffalo. Hey. Same here. Let's go. We probably got the same number one, though. I feel like we do have the – I think we do have it. Bruce Smith, one of the greatest pass rushers of all time. I mean, he even had a slow start to his career, but he still finished with, like, 200 sacks. So it's, mm-hmm. like, it's fucking crazy. So, yeah, should we say number one at the same time through a Zoom lag and see if we hit it? Yes. Okay. Who's counting us down? You count us down. Okay. It's going right. to be three, two, one, and then say it. Okay. That sounds right. All right. Number one, top five overall picks or top yeah what go ahead scott <laughs> three two one Peyton, Peyton manning, manning. <laughs> <laughs> wow enough, enough said i mean he's one of the greatest of all time he's potentially i think for me he's arguably the greatest of all time it's like i i kind of go back and forth between him and brady well and i think for Peyton, even rebound after his rookie season when he had like damn near 30 interceptions as a rookie and to, to bounce back and have the career that he did, that would be enough to have any quarterback nowadays could be completely discouraged not to ever want to play the game again. Oh, 100%. 100%. All right. So see, that's 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 an easy that's an easy top five right there. Is the best. Well, uh, while you guys were doing it, I, I was looking at the list. I did uh, Earl Campbell, Bo Jackson, Troy Aikman, Peyton, and Mike Vick. Ooh. Rapid fire. Mike Vick was on my Mike, well, Yeah, no, he was on mine. I mean, he he's definitely one of the ones that, you know, really dynamic changed the whole game itself. But I don't know. I think the the, the lack of hardware is what's hurting him. You're going through sort of, sort of his Madden rating alone, man. I mean, top five dogfighters of all time. He's definitely in there. Oh, like he's, oh, he's no. up there. He's right up there with like yeah. financier dogfighting. Let's get it right. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was just the wallet. Executioner. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that that is the easy one. It's time to get to the very fun one. And this one is the top five worst number one overall picks. And that's the one that Scott's doing because I kind of zagged here. And while I was doing that, I decided to go with the top five number two overall picks because it kind of, I think it kind of plays off of the top five worst number one overall picks and it's very fun in that way Luis has the top five worst Jets picks draft picks in general so of all time there so we're going to start with Luis then we're going to go to Scott and then we're going to go to me and just see how they all relate because we might be able to all cross over at some point and I'm looking forward to it so Luis your number five worst Jet draft pick of all time you're doing best. You're, you're doing best. Best number two picks, or you're doing worst number two picks. I'm doing best number two. Picks. Okay, best yes. number two picks. Okay. Yes. So my number five worst Jets, and these are all Jets top draft picks. Uh, so the the first pick that the Jets made in that year. Uh, so number five for me is uh, Vernon Golston. I remember Vernon. <laughs> Vernon Golston was the classic, the classic first guy to get off the bus guy. 
he gets off the bus and he is fucking diesel. He is ripping it up. And I had to sit through having him selected sixth in 2008 draft. Uh, he was supposed to be like like uh, like the top edge guy that year, built like a fucking. He got like one sack in his entire career with the Jets in four years, and didn't do shit. And every year it was like Vernon Ghost is going to do something. Uh, they passed over Ray Rice, Jamal Charles, Jared Mayo, Chris Johnson, and Deshaun Jackson. For, uh, and they drafted Vern- Vernon Golson. Any of those would have been great Jets. You love it, love it, Scott. Um, Scott, go with your top. Yeah, we'll go with you next. Your number five worst number one overall pick. Well, and it wouldn't shock me if nobody knows these names because there's a reason why they're on this list. Uh, but number five, we're gonna go with Kenneth Sims um, from the Patriots back in the '80s. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think the least that you know them the better it is for this the that's, better that's a strong number five that's a really strong number five <laughs> well in, in my opinion so when i get when i get to number one it's gonna be a clear-cut number one just like i was a clear-cut number one best pick and i think that we will cross over at number one and i can't wait i can't wait to get there so my so okay that was your fifth worst number one overall pick now my number five best number two overall pick randy white the Manster. He was drafted in 1975 by the Cowboys. Now, he went on to a Hall of Fame career with Dallas. He went number two at the number one pick by the Atlanta Falcons. It was quarterback Steve Barkowski. Now, not not a, not too bad. Not too bad of a miss. Barkowski had a good 10-year run in Atlanta and a couple of Pro Bowls, but, you know, you'd rather have the Hall of Famer in, uh, you know, the Manster. So, Luis... Mm-hmm. Your number four worst jet pick of all time. <clears throat> yeah. Number four, listen, don't draft kickers in the first round. Mike Nugent. The Nuge. Never worked out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is like the auto draft function in fantasy football where if you already have your other skill positions and you're auto drafting it'll pick a defense or a kicker because it's like you have to fill a starter it's the biggest mistake that that drafters make where it's like well we we need a starter at blah 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 you know you take the best player available regardless and the jets took a kicker one year that's all you need to know about that never an excuse to take a kicker never an excuse scott number four of the worst number one overall picks (sighs) See, and this one's kind of heartbreaking. Um, it's going to be Kajana Carter, running back out of the Bengals. Third ever career rushing yard. Completely shreds his knee in Detroit, and he was never the same. Yeah, He was he was an OLI for me. He was an OLI on my uh, you know best number two overall picks because Tony Baselli went right after him at number two. And that's... Shout out to the Bengals. The Bengals also, the year before, passed on Marshall Falk for uh, mm-hmm. defensive tackle Dan Wilkinson. So, fun times. May have spoiled you there. I hope I did. I love that. Uh, my number four best number two overall pick, Eric Dickerson. Went number two in 1983 to the Rams. Uh, John Elway went number one, but he went to he went number one to the Baltimore Colts who Elway refused to play for, and then they suffered quarterback hell until they drafted Peyton Manning in 98. So, I mean, you should have just, you know, should have just said, fuck it, go with Eric. Shit, talk about a one-two, though. That's wild. That's wild. That's big wild. Luis, your number three uh, worst Jet pick of all time. My number three worst Jets draft pick of all time. Hold on, I'm going to find my notes for him real quick. Um, I don't know what it is uh, about. Let's just stop drafting first round Penn State people is what I would say. Um, Kyle Brady, tight end. <laughs> Forgot about uh, They uh, They could have, uh, I don't know. It just you, you pick up picking a tight end in, at pick number like. 11 is basically the same and this was the year that sap was dropping in the draft so you don't you know because because of some weed shit and everybody and the whole buzz this is one of the first like big televised nfl drafts and the whole buzz was 
oh my God, Warren Sapp's gonna be, he's gonna be with the Jets. The Jets are not gonna let him slide. They need it. And they take a fucking tight end. <laughs> Cal Brady. Mm. Cal Brady. Love to see it. Love to see it. Scott, your number three worst number one overall pick. Uh, another heartbreaking one. We're gonna go with Courtney Brown, DM from the Browns. And another injury plagued career. That hurts. Those are the ones that hurt. Mm-hmm. Those really hurt. Um, my number. I mean, shit. He ran like a four or five in like the two thousands. I mean, god damn. Yeah. My number three best number two overall pick. Number three here is Tony Dorsett. Nineteen seventy seven to the Cowboys. Now he went number two as a running back. Number one was Ricky Bell, also a running back, but for Tampa Bay. And uh, they could have had Tony Dorsett instead. They went with Ricky Bell. There it goes how it goes. It is what it is. Luis, your number two Jet draft pick. Worst Jet draft pick. Look, there's so much misery. So these last top two picks (laughs) could have basically been a toss-up because they're both incredibly painful. But for the number two, we're going to go with... Kenny O'Brien, aka Kenny the Jet from the fucking the the, the quarterback class of '83, like uh, Marino, Elway. Uh, everybody's like a hundred percent. This is another. This is just like the Jets fans were were, were chanting for Sap because everybody was sure they were going to chase Sap. The entire buzz during that draft was that the Jets were not going to let Marino go past the twenty fourth pick, but. They picked Kenny fucking O'Brien, who is like a 60 Madden quarterback, like emergency, <laughs> like, like he was not horrible. He was less, a little bit less than, than competent. He took a, the Jets to the playoffs, I think like once or twice, didn't do shit. And we had to play a fucking Dan Marino twice a year, twice a year for the next like 15 years. So happy days. <laughs> the hits Scott. keep on coming. Scott, your number two worst number one overall pick is? Uh, uh, another DM. We're going to go with Steve Entman from the Colts. Nice. Nice. Didn't make it on there for me, you know, anywhere on this thing. My number two of the best number two overall picks was Lawrence Taylor. LT, the legend, when 1981 to the Giants, running back George Rogers was taken ahead of him at number one by the New Orleans Saints. Still had a you know solid career, but it's not LT, not Lawrence Taylor. That would have that would have significantly uh, been better for the Saints. <laughs> um, Luis, your number one worst Jet draft pick of all time is. <laughs> And this guy was picked number two overall, number two <laughs> overall in a loaded draft. Uh, other notable pros this year, Cort- Cortez Kennedy, Junior fucking Seau, uh, Leroy Butler, uh, Brian Mitchell. But the Jets took a running back from Penn State, Blair Thomas. Love it. I'm surprised recency bias didn't get a Zach Wilson into the top five. Emmett Smith was selected. Uh, yeah, by the yeah. No, you know what? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let Zach Cook see if a couple of years <laughs> under a uh, a rods, tutelage won't make something out of him. He's gonna be doing the fuck out of ayahuasca. It's gonna be it's the, <laughs> ayahuasca and study and carrying his fucking bags. <laughs> Learn something, kid. So, all right, Scott. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go first here, and I'm gonna see if this crosses over into yours. So. My number one of the top five number two overall picks is Calvin Johnson. He went number two in the 2007 draft, and I'm just going to gamble here and say that Scott, that the person that was <laughs> that went ahead of Calvin Johnson, Hall of Fame wide receiver Megatron, is Scott's number one on the worst number one overall picks. Who is it, Scott? (laughs) Jamarcus Russell from the Raiders. (laughs) Crossover. Well, what's even more more crazy, I mean, you look at that top 12. You have Calvin Johnson going two, Joe Thomas going three, Laurent Landry, Adrian Peterson, Patrick Willis, Marshawn, like 
Darrell Revis, like there were so many other people they could have picked, and they go with Jamarcus Russell. I mean, he did he did what Will Levis did recently, the quarterback out of Kentucky. He got on his knees in the field and threw, <sighs> threw it like, from his knees. Yeah, threw it from his knees like fifty something yards, and everybody's holy shit. Al Davis was like, my God, get him right now. And they we need him now. Zach him. Wilson made that one tr- throw in his pro day going across his body that was like, oh, oh. you know. It's the greatest throw of his career. <laughs> the greatest did throw you, of his career was <laughs> Did uh, you guys, like, uh, I had, I have, uh, 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 my roommate was living in the Bay Area at the time, and he ran the parking lot where they came in, and he said he would just, he'd come in with a white Bentley one day, then a black Bentley the next day. And they would send him. They would send him blank DVDs and ask him if he if, <laughs> to, if he looked at the footage. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I studied it." And they were blank. That's one of the. That's, yeah, I think I heard a. St- that's I think I heard a story like someone like hid some do. money in there. That's the dra- that's the draft thing. But like with him, they literally gave him blank DVDs inside of a thing that was like, "Hey, watch this." And he didn't be like, "Hey, it didn't work or nothing." He was like, "Yeah, I watched this." Jesus Christ! I had some OLIs on there that were just fun. Donovan McNabb went number two in 1999. Tim Couch was taken ahead of him by the Browns. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not the worst. And Dominican Sue taken in number two in 2010 by the Lions. Sam Bradford went to the Rams ahead of him. Uh, yep. Recently, Saquon Barkley, 2018, he went number two to the Giants. Baker Mayfield went to the Browns ahead of him. That didn't work out. And you one, didn't want to put Carson Wentz on your list? No, no. Well, yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> Dick Nick Bosa, most recent. That got on there for mm-hmm. me. 2019, Kyler Murray went to Arizona at number one. I don't know. I don't know who you would rather have at this moment. I would personally take Bosa. Bosa. Yeah, I'd take Bosa. All right, so moving to this year's draft, the NFL draft. It's a big one. This is a loaded one, and has a lot of storylines going into it. But something that happens every year, I think, with the draft is we tend to overthink the fuck out of prospects, out of where people should go over who's the best quarterback, and it all flip-flops back and forth, and you end up with the person that you thought it was back in fucking October or November. I personally think that, you know, pro days, combine shit, it's just kind of meaningless. I would want the measurables, and that's it. I don't need to see you doing your Zach Wilson rollout with no pressure, nothing, going against you that's just going to get people hype and it's going to get you overthinking college game tape to me should be all you need scouting these guys so i would ask you um i would ask both of you scott first should the draft be closer to the end of the season like closer to the super bowl like maybe you know maybe have the draft first week of march or like a month after the super bowl kind of the nba kind of does the same and that way we can over you can avoid the overthinking and just get the best fucking prospects right there when we know that's who it is. Yeah, that's something I've always kind of felt. Um, I think moving it up being like a couple like two or three weeks after the Super Bowl, I think that would be way too soon. But if they found a happy meeting between when the Super Bowl ends and when they currently have it now. So like you said, that second, third week in March. If, if for anything, not only for the overthinking aspect, but to get these kids in the building, starting to learn, get a couple more weeks under their belt, figuring things out, um, rather than having them wait, you know, another month. Because they're all just sitting around right now. I mean, they're not really doing anything except for just staying healthy. Right. Right. Yeah. And staying healthy and selling themselves. Selling themselves right. and then getting caught up in weird stories that throw you at the last minute. Like these, all of a sudden, C.J. Stroud from Ohio state is, you know, these reports of how <laughs> shitty he's been as a person, you know, bailing on the Manning Academy. And then, you know, other reports are coming out saying, no, he didn't even get invited to the Manning Academy to coach that, uh, things about his, what's the new test. It's the SIM test instead of the Wonderlick. Oh uh, yeah. He scored like an 18 on it. Yeah. Which is like, terrible and then the creator of the test said that that's false like that didn't like all those reported ones weren't real and i don't know who to believe i don't know who the fuck we should believe Uh. on this thing but it's things like this laramie tunsil at the last second one of the greatest left tackles currently in the nfl wearing a bong gas mask which is highly creative 
It would be it would be looked at greatly right now. Mike McDaniel would have taken him number one if he could have, and instead he falls. So falls hard, and the you know Dolphins managed to get him at that time and wound up turning it into a huge trade haul. But all this overthinking, it's fucking mm-hmm. crazy. That's why we're doing our draft preview a few days before the draft, <laughs> so we can't overthink it. We have to knock it out right now. So. Let me ask you guys, and Scott, I'll get your thoughts first. And Luis, Scott, who are Ooh. the top prospects that are intriguing you right now? Like, who has the biggest shot at being a star no matter where they wind up? It really comes down to me just three main ones. Um, Will Anderson out of Alabama. I think it, it's just a no brainer. He is just reminds me a lot of like a Khalil Mack kind of defender, um, really lengthy. You know, he's, he's on the ball on the whole 60 minutes. I think he's probably going to be coming out being one of, if not the best prospect from this draft. Um, another one is something that I was really high on going into the beginning of the college football season. That was Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas. I think no matter where he lands, his skill set is really what's needed right now in the NFL game. I mean, he can play all three downs. You know, he can catch these really great, hands to receive out the backfield. He can be a really powerful runner on the outside. Um, I'm not totally sold on any of the quarterbacks as of yet being really re- relevant in the next couple of years. I think it's going to be a lot of these more positional, positional players. I was really high on Jalen Carter. I think him, he's one of those players where he needs to get out of his head. He needs to go to a team where they have a really solid culture and D-line coach. It's going to get the best out of him. Um, and then the other two, it's kind of a toss-up. Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech and then Christian Gonzalez, who I'm actually really bullish on, uh, the cornerback out of Oregon. I think he's going to come in and have a really elite level and future Pro Bowl out of prospect. You don't think uh, Bryce Young is plug-and-play in Carolina? You think he sits behind the red rocket for a year if he goes number one? So Bryce Young, I have the highest set of everybody. And – uh, my, I don't know, Reed, I don't know if you want my hot take from the draft right now, but I can drop it if you'd like to hear it. Uh, no quarterback drafted in the first round this year will be relevant in three years. That's pretty big. Holy shit. I mean, I keep hearing the, um, the, the Will Anderson thing, Will Anderson thing to the, like you say, people's, well, just to kind of piggyback on, on your question earlier, uh, Reed, I kind of like the draft exactly where it is, number one, because it's around my birth, my birthday's tomorrow, so it's always around my birthday, so there's always like something at the bar. While I'm <laughs> um, and also, I think the agents probably would fight against moving it because I think if it's too close to the end of the season, like after the college football season and the Bulls and set, et cetera, I think they probably want a little bit more time for their their guys to recoup before they go to the meat market. You know what I mean? Just to get healthy right. and stuff like that and build that. And as many like Larry Turnsell stuff that happens, there's also opposite stuff like, uh, you know, um, this this other quarterback that's that that everybody thinks might go top three now. Um, you know, yeah. people get to see them and like it's a linebacker. It's like them. They're, they're basically saying they're, they're the most athletic quarterback uh, since Cam Newton. Right. And like even 20 percent more than, than Cam Newton. Um, I'm interested to see if like Bijan ends up in uh, Philly or uh, with the Cowboys. I think those would be those would be like fun, fun, fun places mm-hmm. for him to land. That's a scary one. I don't see if Jerry Jones. I would love to see Bijan fall to the Cowboys and see if Jerry Jones can resist it. Right now, they're talking about a lot of teams having Jameer Gibbs ranked over Bijan Robinson, which Obviously, could be very much a lie. Uh, this is this is huge lying season in the NFL. It's Alabama. It's Alabama bias. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And there's talk. Of, I mean, last year we saw the huge trade of AJ Brown from Tennessee to Philly in the middle of the draft. We could see another thing similar, almost exactly, mm-hmm. with Derrick Henry, with lots of talk of him being traded. Quarterbacks whispers are going all over the place right now with. Ryan Tannehill trade rumors being some of the biggest in Tennessee, potentially trading up to Arizona's number three overall pick, which we need to get into those uniforms and how much, you know, even everything's falling apart in Arizona. Even their uniforms have requested a trade. It's fucking, it's a mess all over that place. But you're seeing potential of Tannehill getting traded. Uh, There's been recent talk of Kirk Cousins even potentially being traded ahead of the draft. Trey Lance has been getting a lot of big talks now that it seems like Brock Purdy might be good. 
for the start of next season, which shit, that really feeds into my mom's theory. Like that's just only fueling her Stephen A. Smith power right now that Brock Purdy was faking it because he didn't want to, it was too big time for him at the moment right there. Uh-uh. But um, all this quarterback talk, Scott, I want to ask you, what are your final rankings of these draft quarterbacks and where should they go? And are any of them better than the potential options out there like Tannehill, Cousins, or Trey Lance? Right. I mean, I think the clear number one quarterback in this year's draft is Bryce Young. I think we're all kind of in agreement there. Um, of course, he keeps drawing the comparison of another tiny quarterback in Drew Brees. Um, I think he has the best overall game out of everyone who's actually going to be um, a day one starter. And then it's then then like the next four kind of clumped together. It really depends on what the team values more. It's Stroud, Richardson, Levis, and Hooker. Like those are the next four where they're kind of like really kind of crammed in there. It really depends on what team who's picking and what they want to do. Um, and then after that, it's just a crapshoot, you know, with Jaron Hall and Jake Hayner and um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's getting a lot of traction right now. I think he's going to be a quarterback that's going to get drafted in a mid round that could shock a lot of people into a starting job. I'd love to see him go to Baltimore. Oh, that would be good. Oh yeah. And how could I fucking forget Lamar Jackson? right in the middle of this still no contract mm-hmm. even after Jalen Hurts congrats to him becomes the richest NFL player in history with his new contract extension with the Philadelphia Eagles I mean they had to do it and it's god what a story by him to go from you know benched in the national championship game for Tua sticks it out great leader transfer still gets drafted in the second round now he's the highest paid player in NFL history until Joe Burrow gets his money. So Joe Burr. Joe Burr, Joe Shasty. Who would you rather uh who who'd you rather drop to you at sixteen? Would you rather one of the quarterbacks dropped or would you rather like one of the one of the edges? What are the what are the skins? It honestly depends on the quarterback, I think, for me. I don't really want an edge. I don't want a deep end in hooker. If I mean on yo, you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. I would like Hendon Hooker in like the second if we could get him in the second round or third round even i would love to get hendon hooker and have him sit as just insurance in case sam howell is sitting there good. at 16 all the other ones are gone Hendon hooker? don't take him now yeah no 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 he's in there at 16 and and the other ones are all gone levi Levis is gone richardson is gone he's the last one i don't want that mayo drinking uh, brown banana eating Will Levis anywhere near my team. I don't want him here. I don't trust him. I think I think he's going to be the potential bust. Uh, to answer your question, no, I'd pass on Hendon Hooker at sixteen. I would have to. I would have to take him as like either mm-hmm. like a like a last second third round second round maybe the last like if you can trade back or trade up to like you know thirty one or thirty two just so you can keep that fifth year option on him. I don't think mm-hmm. it's that bad of a uh, you know that bad of a move, but nah. If if there's, Stroud, there's no thirty two this year. If Stroud, oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry, Miami. <laughs> sorry. Thanks to Tom Brady, who's still kind of weirdly talking about the Dolphins. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. Yeah. Uh, Got a lot of friends over there. It's that time. It's that time of year. But if CJ Stroud fell to us, yeah. Boom, we take him. Number 16, no thinking about it. I would just just send it in. Don't even give a few seconds. Bryce Young, same thing. Mm-hmm. He won't, but Anthony Richardson yeah. is somebody that if he is there at 16, I think we would have to consider it. I don't think Ron and Martin Mayhew would pull the trigger on that. I don't think, but... He's too much of a project. He is. Anthony, Anthony Richardson or Bijan? Oh, Bijan. Bijan. Yeah. Not I'll even not Bichon even hesitating. There. Yeah, because I, I like Brian Robinson. I like Antonio Gibson, but I a hundred percent would take Bijan over both of them. Bijan, you can trust all three downs. You know, the other ones you kind of have to like parcel here and there a little bit. If Balt if you're Baltimore and Anthony Richardson falls to you, or cool. you know, some or he's somewhere within like a tradable distance that you could trade up for him, do you go and get him? Just as a well, I mean, Baltimore's sitting at what twenty two. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have Let's, Lamar I, under. Contract. I'd love the Jets to take him at fifteen and let him sit behind Aaron for two years. I don't give a. Right. I, I would. I would do it. 
but I'm hoping to take one of the big tackles. You'd have to give up too much to get him if you were Baltimore trying to trade up. If he's there, you, it's a it's it's worth looking at, but I think they have a lot more issues than just quarterback. He's like a Madden creator player, man. Like minus the accuracy. That's the only the thing. <laughs> hey, listen, we we all threw more touchdown passing than he did in the first four weeks of the college football season last year. So, yeah. got the same accuracy level as him. We're good. We can get out there. Get out. Look, if I just look, if we just have one good day, and we'll do this next year, we're going to do the combine. I have a spot. We have some content coming out with the DC Divas. <laughs> I want to get out there, and I would love to do a pro combine style day with them for us. If we do well enough, we could really Leon Sandcastle this shit and get into the NFL draft. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but Start sending in the tape. Look, you asked me about Washington at 16. So, Scott, I want to ask you about Tampa. Like, what what are you looking for Tampa to do in this draft? Are you confident in the quarterback situation there right now that you wouldn't want them trying to make a move on any of these guys? Yeah, if if Baker wasn't there, then I would definitely want them to make a push to do something. But I think their biggest issues right now are on the offensive line and their D-backs. So I, I want them to focus on that. Um, running back kind of like a secondary thing. It's 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 a little bit of everything. But I, if, I, if I were to not include quarterback, it would be O-line, D-back, and then potentially running back. Could Even see, currently could see like some big trades. One of, them, on one of them coming from Tampa, you know, talk of Devin White potentially being traded. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of defender talk. I saw one rumor of Chase Young possibly being traded during the draft. I don't see it happening. I don't want it to happen. I think it's a little too soon to, you know, hit that eject button. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of good O-linemen in this class, a lot of great defensive players in this class. I personally want Washington to take a guard, to e- take, either take a left tackle to sit behind Charles mm-hmm. Leno or allow us to release him. I personally would love Osiris Torrance out of Florida. He's a guard. Mm-hmm. He's a massive human being, like a hugely crazy athletic player on the O-line. I think he would kill it for us. I would love for us to get either him, Darnell Wright, one of those guys, if they can you know, fall to us, even Skaronsky, Peter Skaronsky, if he manages to fall mm-hmm. to us, we have to take him. But what would you say is the strongest position group in this year's draft? Like, where are you really going to be able to get considerable potential starters, you know, going into the Ooh. second and third rounds? Because running, running back, can, I think there's an argument there with Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, Devin Akani, or Akane, uh Zach Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good running backs. Wide receivers doesn't seem as strong as last year. O-line no. is okay. I mean, there's a ton, there's a ton of like D-line and especially traits slated to go out like in the first two rounds. Like that's pretty deep. Um, the secondary, specifically like cornerbacks, I like a lot of those. But um, but yeah, it's I had to pick one. Probably probably secondary, probably cornerbacks. There's a ton of them. There every year there seems to be like an oh shit moment in every draft and so when i ask you guys what you think that oh shit moment could be and for me i think that it's going to come around either number two or number three it's going to come early in the night and i really do i can see the logic and the idea that houston doesn't take a quarterback at number two and either tries to wait for next year or could get somebody i think a Mm -hmm. big potential move up to number two especially with all this this a lot of smoke around the Minnesota Vikings right now, and I don't think that they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to be ballsy enough to make that move. But if they could, if Houston could get the trade up, you know, they take the number two pick, give it to Minnesota, and they get Kirk Cousins, and they could just sit with Kirk Cousins for a year. They don't have a bad team, and Cousins could lead that team at least, you know, keep them with enough draft enough trade and draft capital for next year where they could potentially move up for Caleb Williams. I could see, you know, a Houston trade at number two being the big oh shit moment or them passing on a quarterback altogether, staying at number two and taking somebody like Will Anderson, who I think is the best player available right at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um Luis, are there any oh shit moments that you can potentially foresee going into this one? I think like 
Meyer shit moment is usually like the Danny Dimes moment where it's like the first year GM that is like, I don't care if it's if it's too soon. I'm I'm taking my player because this is my, you know, like they're trying to make a statement. I think that was what the Danny Dimes things would be. Um, I think I think uh, my OSHA moment here would be somebody moving up to two, but not for a quarterback. Because I think that I'm part of the Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson sort of squad. I kind of like him a little bit more than Will. Um, so I, I, I kind of think that I, I can totally see Houston taking him at number two. Um, and, and then, and then what do, what do, it's going to be like, the top five is going to be so cool because it's whoever it's what, what Carolina takes CJ, like we all thought they would, they did. And, and CJ Stroud is available at number three, like, and then if, if, if those two things happen, if CJ Stroud goes number one, because he's like, fuck it, I want the big QB and Houston takes an edge or somebody moves up for an edge. Then the third spot with 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 the rest of the defensive players and CJ, um, not, I mean Bryce Young available would be like insane. Um, the rest of it, it, I think it's then after that it's it's who's going to trade back in. Those are always fun, you know. Uh, and then you know seeing who who falls and if there's anybody else. Man, my wet dream for the Jets was if we could somehow. Um, the uh the 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 Christian Gonzalez. If for some reason Christian Gonzalez fell to the Jets, because obviously they need a they need a they need uh to protect Aaron, so it's ninety nine percent gonna be alignment, right? But if they could if they put Sauce and Christian Gonzalez at the two corners, it's a it's a wrap. It's it's a wrap for the for for the Chiefs. I think if they put mm-hmm. those two corners side by side, that is my wet. That is my, my that would that would be a game changer for me. Even though I know it's not going to happen, uh, but hopefully like uh, Skarnowski uh, or whatever his name is fall. Oh, Skarnowski, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's what that's 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 him. That would be my dream. But but I think if if that happens, if those things happen, if CJ Stroud goes number one, like he would have if we if the draft was like three weeks ago, right? And then the Texans don't go quarterback. Then I think there's going to be a shit ton of people trying to move up to three. Like Arizona could fucking uh, maybe trade for like their their color pattern. <laughs> they like, they're getting the number three pick. We're getting the your t- your three new tricks, and we get and we get the the teal, the teal and go the 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 the, the powder blue from the Chargers or something. I wish I wish you could trade uniforms. Trade for a uniform combo or something. A random ass one. Scott, who do you have? What do you have? Because possibly being the big oh shit man uh, here. I'm just so sold on Bryce Young going one right now. I think if CJ Stroud isn't the second quarterback off the board, say if somebody makes a super huge reach on Richardson or on Levis and Stroud is still sitting there, I think you're going to start seeing mayhem of teams trying to trade up to grab Stroud before anybody else can. Like I said, that that three, that four pick, right? Indy would definitely take Stroud at four. Oh yeah, and everybody, right? So I think that, like you said, that that third pick. So Bryce Young goes one, and then say if Houston does end up making a stretch for Richardson at two, or something, they trade a pick at two, and they don't take CJ Stroud. That third, that third pick is going to be very much on the uh, the auction block. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. So let's just go ahead and close this out with what we, you know, have avoided doing till now. So we really can see what's happening, the big moves that are going forward. And that is our first three two three Scott Elia mock draft going in here. So we're gonna give you the floor here, Scott, and I wanna go through this mock draft. Now, do you have trades? going in this trip mock draft i do so i it, I, I pivoted and i did a new one to reflect the trade that happened today so i got the packers at 13 and the jets at 15 so i did that and then i have another one two three trades so four trades in total in here okay all right um, not going to really spend too much time on each individual name. Just kind of start rattling them off. I'll let you know when the trade happens. But like I've said through this whole time we've been talking uh, this evening, number one, we've got the Carolina Panthers taking Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama. Um, number two, Reed, we have a trade. 
Da, 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 For number two, da, we have the the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans swapping picks. Colts are coming up to two. Houston's dropping to four. Uh, Colts are going to take their quarterback of the future in C.J. Stroud. Look at that little interdivisional uh, trade there. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, um, this is kind of where I – I really had to think about what Arizona would want to do. I think Arizona is trying to tank next year for Caleb Williams. So I think they're going to take one of, they just lost JJ Watt on their line. I think they're truly trying to really build that defense. So they're going to go with who I think is going to be the best defensive player out of the draft and Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. Three. Uh, number four, we have Houston on the clock now. Um, I don't think they're totally sold on a quarterback this season. Um, I think they were kind of in between drafting Anderson or Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Since Anderson just left, they're going to go with Jalen Carter from Georgia at four. Oh, boy. Uh, number five, Tyree Wilson going to the Seahawks, the uh, edge rusher from Texas Tech. Uh, sorry to ruin your wet dream, uh, but we got Detroit at six. They are going to be drafting cornerback out of Oregon, Christian Gonzalez. Buck Scott. Yeah, I like that. Uh, number seven, we got the Raiders. Now, in years past, have the Raiders ever done the correct move? Mm, no. See, they no. tend to reach a lot more than most others, right? So many of their picks are in jail now. For their well, guess what? Yes. Well, guess what? They're reaching again. Number seven overall, they're going to go with Anthony Richardson, the quarterback. Ah! Ah! Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, number eight, uh, Atlanta Falcons are going to take the the homeboy, the uh, off of the tackle of Georgia, Broderick Jones, to help with that. Uh, this one I struggled with. I was in between two players going back and forth. I feel that the Bears, they really need to do something on that offensive line to really help um, Justin Fields. They're going to go off to tackle from Ohio State, Paris Johnson Jr. Anthony Mackey! Uh, pick number 10, which is, I believe, the Eagles pick. But, Reed, we have another trade up the board. Da, 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 we, have, da. we have the Eagles trading their number 10 pick to the Tennessee Titans for Derrick Henry. Amongst other, amongst other things. Whoa. So the Titans are going to be picking number 10 and number 11 back to back. Number that. 10. Number 10, they're going wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. That's how their weapons. And to help with their offensive line, they're going to go with one of the top offensive tackles in the draft with Peter Skronsky out of Northwestern. Number twelve, uh, Reed. We have another. We have another trade on the board. Da 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 da. da Houston's trade. Houston's trading number twelve to whom? They're trading it to the 49ers for Trey Lance. Oh shit! So they got their quarterback. San Francisco gets number 12, and they're going to go with arguably the uh, the second-best corner in the, in the draft with Devin Willerspoon out of Illinois. Oh, that's that already monster defense. Um, now, the 13 pick that is now the Packers. Here's going to be another stretch because the Packers have already just shown they're just so inept with building their franchise. They're going to go with Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. This is a very Packers move. That would be the best. <laughs> Uh, number 14, uh, we're going to go very chalk Bill Belichick pick. Um, I tried looking for like a fifth round guard that I wanted <laughs> to throw up there, but I didn't want to dive that deep into the draft. So we're just going to go Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Some, yeah, type, rusher. Of, some type of long snapper. Get <laughs> <laughs> um, the Jets pick I kind of struggle with too. Um, now that they have a very dominant offense. I think one thing they could need help on is that front defensive line. So I'm going to go with Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Washington is 16. They're going to take the hometown boy, Deontay Banks, at cornerback out of Maryland. I think that's the biggest thing. If they can't get an interior lineman um, or one of these top tackles, they need to shore up that secondary and help out with a uh, with that defense. Um, Rise up, baby! 17, legacy pick for the Steelers. I've talked about this for the last couple weeks with you, Reed. They're going Joey Porter Jr., cornerback out of Penn State. It just makes sense. Joey Porter Jr. Bring in the sun. Jeez. Uh, the 
Lions are on the board again. They just drafted Christian Gonzalez at six. Uh, they got 18. They're going to take another one of the top cornerbacks in the draft with Keely Ringo out of Georgia to really get that kind of solidified. Um, number oh, 19, are done. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think with them drafting Ringo ahead of them, I think they're going to kind of take the best running back in the draft with Bijan Robinson to really help out that terrible offense, uh, offense is showing on the running game last year. Uh, Seattle back on the board at 20. Um, they, I think they're going to need some help on the offensive side of the ball. So they're going to go with Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of USC. Drink a lemonade with your fat little girlfriend. <laughs> 21, Chargers, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle, Tennessee. Uh, 22, Baltimore Ravens to try to entice Lamar to stay there even more. They're going to take one of the really special, talented wide receivers out of t- TCU, Quentin Johnston. No. Uh, I think one of the biggest needs for Minnesota Vikings at 23 is in the secondary, specifically with their safety. They're going to go Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama. Uh, one of the th- one of the positions of need for the Jaguars that they could really use some help with is tight end. Um, they're going to take the first tight end off the board in the first round, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. He's got a lot of hype the last couple weeks. So we're uh, New York Giants at 25. I have them getting uh, Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa. Um, someone who I don't think is going to really translate really well into the NFL just because I'm very biased against Clemson. Brian Breesey, defensive tackle out of Clemson going to Dallas. Uh, Buffalo Bills. I would say if Bijan Robinson were to drop that far to Buffalo, I think that's a no-brainer pick for them. But since he's already off the board, we're going to go cornerback out of South Carolina, Cam Smith. <laughs> Bengals, I don't care what is on their draft board. Their first pick needs to be offensive line for like the next like three years. They need to bring in as many bodies as they can. Anton Harrison, big offensive attack out of Oklahoma, should really help anchor that offensive line. <clears throat> if I were the Saints, I'd trade this pick away because they just have they need help everywhere. But if they were to pick, I have them taking Isaiah F- uh, Foskey, edge rusher out of Notre Dame. Uh, another edge rusher coming off the board, number 30 to the Eagles, Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa State. You want me to run wild over your misses? Just let me know. And to round out the first round of this year's NFL draft, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking a very dynamic wide receiver out of Boston College and Zay Flowers. So what is your biggest takeaway from this mock draft? <sighs> it's going to be a very – I have a feeling it's going to be a very trade-heavy first round i think we're gonna there's gonna be calls all over the board with trades you never even thought of i mean I, one thing that i would one trade that i think might likely happen is the trade of kirk cousins from minnesota to the niners to the niners really to the niners yep i have a feeling it's gonna happen kind of bring yeah, him in scared of doubting it because now i feel like it really get, is yeah. <laughs> get rid of the aj brown trade came out of nowhere right yep Trade Trey and like a pick to the not for the to the Vikings. Bring Kirk in for you know two years. Have Brock sit behind him and learn from Kirk, so that way Brock Purdy can be Mister Afternoon after Kirk retires. I can't believe this is where we're at with Brock Purdy. I can't believe that this is happening. Like this really seems to be happening. <laughs> like he's going to be the guy there. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, apparently, the Niners like Zach Wilson more than they like Trey Lance. Like a couple oh. of years ago, they wanted, and the Jets took Zach. Let's just correct that. You guys take Zach for the Niners. We'll take Trey Lance to sit behind uh, a Rod. Look, and this is honestly part of my deal with not really wanting Washington to take a quarterback at number sixteen because I honestly think. I'm I'm kind of in agreement with Scott that I don't think a lot of these dudes this year are going to be that relevant relevant uh you know in the next few years especially compared to next year's class which is looking crazy at quarterback but also comparing these guys this year to the talents that could be available via trade like Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance could still be very good if you just, you know, find a way if you can keep him healthy, I think that you can develop him into a really great quarterback and as a I'm a weird 
BYU kind of guy that I still think Zach Wilson. I think that there's something there in the MILF Hunter. Like, I think I think that you can get something out of him, and I think it would benefit him sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for a year or two years or three months. Who knows how long it's really going to you know go for with Aaron Rodgers. But I, 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 just, I like just, these guys. I'm just not sold on any of the quarterbacks this year. They're, like you said, next year, you got Caleb Williams coming out. You got Drake May coming out. You got Michael Penix Jr. from Washington coming out. Um, Bo Nix is coming out. Jordan Travis from Florida State's coming. There's, I think there's going to be a lot deeper of a quarterback crop next year. Right. Sam Hartman's coming out, who's did amazing. Only one that I'm sold on this year, really, is Bryce Young. And mm-hmm. even he, and even like, that's a question mark. It's the height concerns, it's the size concerns. Like I'm really, I'm kind of nervous about that, especially you know looking at Kyler Murray and how that's gone in Arizona. And uh, C.J. Stroud, I want to really like, but I had high doubts about him until the playoffs, until the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see it from him until then. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. There's a lot of concern here, and damn, this is going to be a fun draft. I can't wait to cover the hell out of what happens because I know it's going to be mm-hmm. insanity from when we're doing this to, you know, actually Thursday and Friday night. Shit's going to get real, and we will have the updates for you. We will have the recaps. We'll see how many people we have on this recap. Zoo, Air, Ali is interested. We got everybody trying to go. We have Ricks versus Gricks that we have to get into for the playoff round number two. Shit's getting insane. Our 100th episode is coming up. Apparently, oh. so that's a that's a. Wow. That for are us. you guys are you are you guys staying up? For, are you guys staying up for the draft? Or are you guys gonna be? You know? I never say oh. that I'm gonna stay up for the draft, but then I end up staying up for the draft. Well, I somehow always watch it. Maybe we get crazy. Maybe do live reaction. I was gonna say, you know, we could get you know, we could get a little crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I might fire up the stream and send you a link just randomly if you want to live react to some crazy shit happening. You never know. Why not? It could be the night. It could be the night. I mean, I have this TV set up in here now. I just get some, you know, some wings and, you know, we'll go in on this. (laughs) I'd be down. I got nothing going on. All right. Yeah, I I have the screen right here. Boom. I can set it up. (laughs) All right, shit. Fuck it. Watch for us on we'll Thursday do it live. night. You might hear. We'll, we'll do, do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> I get to do the intro, though, because I got that graphic. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we'll get on that. We'll go for it. Hey, you know where to find him. He's at Big Chief Burrito, 2AMBurrito.com. Fireside Chats with Big Chief Burrito. Mijente Show. That is Luis Martinez. Look for him all over the place. He's the best. Thank you for being here, Luis. Yeah, and as always, uh, always a pleasure. Send me your PO box so I can send you a little sticker packet, man. I got you. Ooh, yes. Or, or, or an, an, as, yeah, inbox me and Addy, both of you, and then I, I can send you guys some stickers. I'm gonna hit you. In, I'm gonna slide in the DMs right now for you know for a sticky icky. Oh my god! I, I hit you, I hit <laughs> you guys. With the, I, I hit you guys with Ooh. the link for Thursday Night Live reacts. That sounds great. Hell yeah, Scott <laughs> Scott Elia, the sticky icky himself. Thank you for being here, Draftmaster. <laughs> we didn't talk about your new uh, about the new gambling shit, man. We didn't uh, fucking the stickiest touch on that. of the ickies. You think about like six six Detroit players got got popped. Holy shit! Yeah, we didn't oh, even get to that. We might have to God. get to that during like the live reactions. We had the Detroit Lions players getting popped. Uh, Shaka Tony oh. for uh, Washington cut. getting cut. You know, it, I mean, people are getting cut. People are getting, getting fired. Real. All over the front it's getting office. real. Look, man, yeah. we were we were scared about having a replacement for the Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip, and damn it, we have our slew of options now. Yeah. Before it was looking like the Miles Austin Memorial betting it's gonna, slip. Now it's gonna, oh, it's gonna look like a law firm with all the names on it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we got a lot to get into. Hopefully, we will be getting into this on a live reaction show Thursday night. In the meantime, we'll keep you updated, and you can find all of that at three two three R E I D. All the social medias, patreon.com slash 323read. Go to at Big Chief Burrito 2. Of course, the 323 Network on YouTube. What's your uh, YouTube uh, channel? Uh, YouTube.com slash uh, 2AM Burrito or at 2AM Burrito. Okay. And we'll put out those links too. So we'll have everything going around and we'll get this going. Damn, we have a lot. We have a lot to talk about too because we even have, we can maybe hint at a. Hinted some fun shit that we can start hyping up for, uh, you know, the middle of June 
that we would like to see some people on and uh, interact with. But you know, we'll get we'll get to that at its own time. In the meantime, for the three two three, I am Reed Murphy. Stay safe, everybody, and happy birthday, Luis. Thank you. Happy birthday. Scott, here's the thing. We can we can we can play him out of the show and we won't get hit by copyright things if we both sing at the same time. So you sing the white people's happy birthday and I'll sing the black people's happy birthday to him. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Happy birthday, dear Louise. Felicia. Happy birthday. Oh my god, what a mix. Feel like I'm in a Benetton ad. It's uh it's a pleasure to celebrate it with you guys. <laughs>